0: and now I will introduce today's special guest. I'm always impressed by the power of collaboration. Two or ten or 10,000 organizations working together can achieve infinitely more than individuals or institutions working solo. So imagine the kind of results you can achieve when the group of people working together represents the entire business community of Ontario when that collaborative is 60,000 members strong, when your group collectively accounts for about $70 billion in added value, as much as 17% of the Ontario real GDP. That's clout, and that's something that the Ontario Chamber of Commerce has and uses well. The Chamber represents 160 local Chambers of Commerce and Boards of Trade across the province and our guest today is its dynamic leader, Len Crispino. Len was appointed President and CEO of the Chamber in 2002. He took that post following a distinguished career with the Government of Ontario, where, among other things, he was Assistant Deputy Minister in the Ministry of Economic Development and Trade and President and CEO of Ontario Exports, Inc., I should point out that Len's understanding of business comes from being a practitioner, too. He owns and operates a winery in the Niagara region, appropriately named the Foreign Affair Winery, and is a proud purveyor of made-in-Ontario wines. In business, Len has shown great entrepreneurial flair in turning an old laboratory into a Tuscany-themed winery and tasting room. He's also done great things for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce and its members. With Len at the helm, the OCC, an organization that is just two years shy of its 100th birthday, has become stronger, more relevant and more directly engaged in representing Ontario's large and diverse business community. During Len's tenure, it has also expanded its research and advocacy capability and achieved an ISO 9001 designation. It has been a key founder and organizer of the Ontario Economic Summit, an annual event that brings together leaders from business, labour, government and academia and the not-for-profit sector to share ideas and put them to work for a better Ontario. Times may be tough now, but Len and the OCC bring energy and enthusiasm and optimism to their vision of Ontario's future. Despite the economic challenges we all face, he's convinced that good things still grow in Ontario. He's here today to tell us about what lies ahead for the province. Please join me in extending a warm Canadian Club welcome to Len Crispino.
1: Helen, thank you very much and uh for those of you that perhaps attend these just from time to time, uh, this is one of the greatest gatherings, uh, Canadian club that uh, this province has, and I think a lot of tribute goes to you and the predecessors like Alan and others, so uh, thank you for contributing to this province in, in this fashion. I, uh, I feel really, really, really humbled to be here because there's so many great leaders here as I look around the room. and. I'm afraid to mention some of them because I may forget others, so um, I see David Peterson here, former premier of this uh, great province and uh, I have a particularly fond memory of, of David because it was during his time that I had a posting in, in Italy and uh, it wasn't a political posting, you know, you can vouch for that, uh, David, but uh, in any case, um, I know David at the time was really Trying to expand Ontario's uh, perspective and view around the world, and uh, so I was very, very fortunate to be able to represent Ontario in in Italy at that time. And of course, uh, people like Ken Walenza, the uh, president, not so new anymore, uh, mired in all sorts of activity, but uh, we're uh, very, very pleased, uh, Ken, that you're with us uh, here today. And. Uh, of course, a number of colleges and universities that are represented. So thank you all for, uh, for being here and thank you for helping to, be, to make this province one of the best provinces and jurisdictions uh, in the world. So <clears throat> leading, uh, the ability to lead companies, leading companies, corporations, municipalities or associations is really no small task at any time, but particularly so today. Each one of you has a great weight on your shoulders. Your employees, members, and shareholders have placed their future in you. Your directors have placed their faith in you. Your communities have placed their hopes in you. And your families have placed their dreams in you. That's an awesome responsibility and today I'm afraid I'm going to ask permission to add to that burden today I contend Ontario's potential also rests on your shoulders and that now more than ever our collective stewardship our collective inspiration is what is absolutely needed so today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about a a vision that uh, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce is working on a vision for a great province and the power each one of us has in this room to bring this dream to reality. In our own organizations, we consider a vision pretty much an essential element of what we do day in, day out. We wouldn't think about embarking on a bold initiative without first knowing where we wanted it to take us in my life outside of the chamber it is our dream it's our vision the guides the decisions we make at our own winery each and every day so why should the province be any different now is the moment when a dream is most needed in Ontario and you know it's Quite easy to get mired in the day-to-day challenges facing our organizations, our economy, our province. And let us not for one minute downplay the extreme difficulties being experienced by our communities, by our families, by our friends, by our neighbors. They are suffering real pain and uncertainty. We must continue to find ways in which we can rise above those challenges. Some measures will fall squarely on government, but others will be a collective responsibility. It is not just about government. Government has its responsibilities, but so do we. To identify these opportunities has been and will continue to be the core activity of our chamber. Why, just two weeks ago in the provincial budget, you saw the results of a sustained effort on beh- by the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, namely the introduction of the single sales tax for this province, which puts in place the third pillar of a tax reform package which the Ontario Chamber of Commerce has been advocating since 2004. Single tax, a single tax in combination with the other two pillars, namely corporate tax consolidation, as well as the elimination of the capital taxes, as well as the move to a 10% corporate tax rate, will shore up our competitiveness. In an environment of inefficient tax system, these measures will be pivotal. But while this work continues to be at the heart of what we do at the Chamber, at the heart of what we do, you and I, in our own collective efforts, we also believe that we have a responsibility to look further down the horizon. And to focus on that image, faint but definitely visible in the distance, of the Ontario that we want to be, The Ontario that we can be and there can be no more critical time than today to build a conversation around this. I'd like to recall the words of a former Premier of Ontario and I quote, today's problems are different than those of a dozen years ago and tomorrow's will be quite different from those of today. He goes on to say, I am confident however that we here in Ontario in common with all Canadians will respond to the challenges ahead with the same ingenuity enterprise and courage which our people have shown throughout history end of quote now those words might have been said just yesterday by Premier McGinty or any of the other political leaders but in fact they were spoken in 1961 by then Premier Leslie Frost I would assert that these are just as valid today as they were then. Ontario is a place of ingenuity, of enterprise, and of courage. We consider ourselves an integral part of a country that we love. And we know that our future, our future, determines in large part the future of all Canadians we will overcome the challenges currently facing our province not just by focusing on what's ailing us today but by focusing on tomorrow's potential today now some of you may probably be sitting there and thinking what's this guy been drinking and is he running for politics or um let me just put your minds your minds at rest first of all my last drink was about 18 18 hours ago and and it was ontario wine and no i'm not running for politics instead i truly believe that our chamber network is best positioned to take a lead on this effort no one but the chamber bridges political divides philosophical divides and geographic divides so what I'm about to share with you today is a dream or a vision for Ontario when we started thinking about this last year we were looking for a bold statement but one that was still within the realm of the possible a goal we could all believe in that would motivate people throughout the province to join in our campaign. We identified the needs that people are looking to Ontario to fulfill and the core value we must provide in order to consistently deliver on those hopes and those aspirations. So, these are our values and this is our dream. Imagine, imagine when people are looking for a place where they're free to create, free to share opinions, free to choose how they live and with whom, free to choose their destiny, where efforts are made every day to achieve access and equality, to obliterate barriers, whether based on ability, race, religion, or gender. And when they think of this, they think Ontario like Ramin Beglu, an Iranian-Canadian who was arrested in 2002, two, sorry, 2006 in his native Iran and held for four months in Tehran's notorious Evin prison, accused but never charged of spying. Later it was learned that his attendance at international conferences was viewed as working against the security of the Iranian state. Jahanbeglu, Endured 125 days of solitary confinement for the first 40 he had nothing but two blankets to lie on. He has since published a book based on notes he scratched on scraps of cardboard while in prison. Johan baglu was released in August 2006 and is now a visiting professor at the Center of Ethics at the University of Toronto. Here in Canada, he openly shares his opinions about tolerance and diversity, nonviolence, and freedom of thought. From Canada, he also shares these opinions with the rest of the world. Johan Baglu is an exemplary of the freedom provided here in Ontario for thought, for expression, for activity and Johan Baglu recently wrote and i quote Toronto is a global city because it represents a peaceful home for those who are in search of sharing their differences with others, but also because Toronto has a spirit which is greater than the sum of the differences. And I'm very, very pleased that Jahan Baglu is with us here today. Ramin, if you could stand up. I'm not sure where you are, but... Mm-mm, mm-mm. Imagine. Imagine when people are looking for a place that welcomes them, no matter their skin color, no matter their religion. That allows them to retain their cultural identity while driving, while living and working side by side with people from other religions, other cultures, all within a larger multicultural community or cultural mosaic. Where they can express their individual and collective aspirations and manifest their dreams and when they think of this they think Ontario my own story uh, goes back to the mid-50s when my family immigrated to to Canada we arrived at pier 21 uh 1957 made our way uh, by train from uh, Halifax to uh, cross the road from here at uh, Union Station so Union Station, for me, represents a tremendous symbol, and I'm sure it does for a lot of other people that perhaps are here today who have immigrated to this great country, this great province, and this great uh, city. So for us, it was, a, it was a, an arrival at a place where there was hope. There was hope, there was energy, there was the ability to, to start a business, there was the ability to move ahead, an ability to see your dreams come to life. And for my parents, there was nothing better than, see, than to see their children succeed here in Canada. And so I am forever grateful to this great province for the opportunities provided to me and to my family. And at that time, some of you may know immigrants would come here with the idea of making some money and then going back to, uh, to their home country very rarely did they go back they stayed. they stayed for a variety of reasons mainly because this was a place of opportunity imagine imagine when people are looking for a place where hope is more than just a concept it's a tangible experience embodied in the story of terry fox an iconic canadian whose final steps in an incredible journey were taken near Thunder Bay in Ontario. A story of overcoming inconceivable odds of digging deep into the depth of the human spirit. A young man whose every step reverberated in the hearts of those who bore witness to his perseverance and sheer resolve. But even more profound, a hope that continues to inspire generations who weren't even witness to his journey. Generations in other places quite apart from Canada. It was in Ontario that Terry's Marathon of Hope was really embraced. It soared in Ontario and to this day, Ontarians have gener- generously have provided generous contributions to the foundation. And I'm also very pleased to have Bruna from the Terry Fox Foundation to be here with us Bruna, I'm not sure where you are. Thank you. I just, on this note, I just want to take you back almost 30 years ago. Um, the, the, the date was July 11th, 1980. The place was just about a kilometer north of here. Nathan Phillips Square it was uh, day 91 kilometer number 3,442 which are the number of kilometers Terry had walked up to that point point. and I know that there are probably a number of you I was there on that day and that memory of, of hope and the ability to move forward under duress under difficult circumstances I think it's forever embedded within our Canadian DNA. Something that we will always and never forget. Terry Fox embodies the notion of hope. And when people think of a place that makes faith possible. And when they think of this, they think Ontario. Imagine. Imagine when people are looking for a place where they can invest their time and their money, where the risks they take are sure to be encouraged and rewarded, where their dreams can be made possible and shared. And when they think of this, again, they think Ontario. It was Ontario where Thomas Bader came to build his shoe empire in the late 1930s, expanding the family business. Here from the Czech Republic. When in 1945 the Czech factories were nationalized by the communist government, the company headquarters also moved to Ontario. At its height, the batter retail chain had 250 outlets and a production facility in this very province. So, whether we talk about someone who came to this country from afar, or someone who chose to remain here as opposed to anywhere else around the world Ontario offers opportunity for success imagine imagine when people are looking for a place where success is celebrated not in an obnoxious way but in a way that delights in the achievements of individuals and how their successes enable them to give back to their communities in which they live, work, and dream. And when they think of this, they think Ontario. Just look at the way we celebrate the achievements of RIM or Wayne Gresky or Pinball Clemens, who by the way, openly calls himself Canadian by choice. We embrace these stories as if they were our own stories, as symbols of all that is possible here in Ontario. And imagine, imagine when people are looking for a place where resources are abundant, where nature envelops them with beauty and richness, where cultural expression flourishes, where intellectual and human resources are nurtured. And when they think of this, they think Ontario. Ontario has it all. A major city ranking in the top five in North America and on par with the economic powerhouses of the world. Charming small towns and mid-sized cities. Industry, finance, a massive post-secondary education system, all of which are the envy of the world. Fantastic agricultural land, a motherload of natural resources and thousands of acres of pristine wilderness, a free and open society. While most places in North America could point to several of these assets, very few could count on all of them. In the view of our chamber, these qualities provide the possibility for a dynamic dream for this province. A dream that's bold and believable, audacious and achievable. This is our dream. Ontario is a magnet for the world. Whether people are looking to invest, to grow a business, to travel, to work, or to start a family, they look to Ontario for the reasons I've just described. Ontario is a magnet for the world. It is also these very aspects that keep so many people here in Ontario, second and third generations Ontarians who could choose to live anywhere else in the world, but instead have chosen to live here and stay here. Ontario is a magnet for the world. And Aboriginal Ontarians who day in day out toil to build a better place for their children and grandchildren. Ontario is a magnet for the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we're perfect or that we in society live up to this reputation without fail. We have many, many blemishes. Multiculturalism, access and equality, hope and above all, opportunity this is the soul the soul of Ontario but we still must work together to get it exactly right this is meant to be a message of hopefully inspiration as well as aspiration but while our core work at the Ontario Chamber of Commerce will be to provide insight and solutions into what can be a better and more prosperous province in the meantime we are willing to dream big to set our sights on the Ontario we can be we believe that each one of us here in this room each individual each organization each community can and must live up to that promise of a magnet for the world for whether you lead a business that attracts talent from overseas like my good friend Shane Smith from Wardrop Engineering or a school whose research puts us on the global stage like U of T or so many other outstanding universities and colleges or a community or a region like Niagara whose exquisite wines capture honors throughout the world. We have an opportunity to become a magnet for the world and a responsibility to ensure that we all meet that promise. So today, I want to invite you to join us in our campaign to build consensus around this dream for Ontario. I want you to share your stories and the things you are doing to be a magnet for the world, whether on an individual level, on an organizational level or at a broad community level. I would like you to spread the word to others so that they too will begin to focus on the potential of tomorrow while overcoming the challenges of today. It's time to dream dream big, Ontario, and it's time for Ontario's big dream. For only when we regain optimism in the future, When we shed the suffocating feeling of doom and gloom, will we, in fact, achieve a future in which we are all stronger, in which we can truly be a magnet for the world? Thank you very much.